0: Welcome to Diplomacy, the podcast for communications in mergers and acquisitions, brought to you by Corporate Diplomat. With our guests, we'll discuss how the financial, economic, political and social context can actually impact the value created by a transaction. My name is Louis de Schalmer, and I will be your host. Dina Dogen, welcome to Diplomacy. It's a great pleasure to have you today with us. Thank you for joining. Thank you. As a Dean of the Luxembourg School of Business and a formerly visiting professor at Stuttgart University of Zagreb, mm-hmm. you are a true academic. And at the same time, you're grounding your experience as a serious senior executive career, CFO with um, Mobilecom Austria, Croatia Telecom. CEO of G. C. Deco, Croatia, mm-hmm. advisor to BCG. So, tell us what has made the person who you are today.
1: <laughs> well, I think there is nothing uh, special in, in in that one. I think it's it's the family, it's the friends, and uh, not to forget the beloved enemies. Yeah. So uh, I mean all the all the people you you meet uh, during your lifelong journey, they they have an influence uh, on you. However, well, my philosophy is uh, you should be in the driver's seat of your life. So it's uh, good to listen to your environment, to your family, to your friends, and uh, also to your enemies, Uh, but you should be in the driver's seat. Uh, You should know what you want to achieve and well, if there is a, a smart or a usable hint uh, from those other stakeholders, why not to take them into account? But I think it's important that you know who you are and that you know what you want to achieve. And then you will find your way.
0: If the way of today is, is M&A, mergers and acquisitions, yeah. for this conversation, how do you define m a
1: Well, may I quote Woody Allen? And uh, he had a very interesting definition of uh, what marriage is. And uh, I mean, m a is nothing else than a marriage on a, on a highly professional level. Now, Woody Allen's definition is uh, when two people try to resolve problems they would never have if they would have stayed separated. And um, when we look at uh, m and for sure, with, e- with every MA transaction, you will face uh, challenges. But if you are convinced that by taking those two entities, the two companies uh, together, and you can make this magical formula of one plus one is three or at least more than two, then MA makes sense. And uh, this is for me, I would say, the magic, the miracle, and it should also be the ultimate uh, goal that uh, both parties benefit uh, from, from the transaction.
0: How different is the definition in the corporate world from what the academic world looks at M&A? Is there a difference?
1: Yes, there is a difference. I had the pleasure to be in well several M&A processes in, in, in the industry. But I'm also, well, teaching MA and uh, related uh, topics, uh, well, currently at the Luxembourg School of Business. And, um, well, what is interesting is uh, that, uh, well, in the good old times, in previous times, both uh, in the industry but also in the academia, the focus was, I would say, on the financial aspects and on the legal aspects uh, of, of the transaction. Well, what I learned in, in the industry is... Uh, well, the legal part and uh, the financial part of the deal. Well, maybe it's a little bit overrated because to make an MA deal a success, what I figured out is it's going to be successful if you convince all the people, all the employees to follow the new way and to integrate their wisdom, their capabilities, their knowledge, their skills into this something new that has been created. So what I experience in the industry is that the soft factors are of utmost uh, importance. And the other domain uh, where very often you, you will find uh, rather big challenges, it's on the technological side. For instance, we have two companies, two different kind of uh, IT platforms. And then the question is, well, how to merge those platforms? Is it that one takes over the other one? Uh, Is it possible really to merge it in a physical way? Or is this a good moment to say, okay, let's get rid of uh, the old platforms, let's do something uh, completely new. Now, what we also then see is uh, that there is a similar process happening uh, on the academic side of the M&A. So uh, at uh, LSB, Yes, we talk about uh, the financial aspects, we talk about uh, the discounted cash flow uh, approach and uh, all the evaluations uh, that you can do, the betas, the alphas, and so on, and so on. We also talk about, I would say, the legal aspects, uh, whether they are potential showstoppers uh, that you have to identify as soon as possible. But to make an M&A deal a real success story, You have to focus more and more, and especially from a time perspective, merging uh, different cultures, creating, I would say, a joint vision. So one of the mergers, it was, well, indeed, the biggest one I I, I had to lead. Uh, We had a slogan for the merger. It was one team, one dream and the particular situation was that there were two companies and over years the employees from company a have been told hey your biggest enemies are those ones from company b and the guys in company b were told well your biggest enemies are the guys in company a and all of a sudden the message is well and now we will merge so all of a sudden from one day to the other we are not anymore, enemies anymore, although it was kind of pushed over decades, all of a sudden we, have, we are in the same boat and we are not enemies enemies anymore, we are friends. So that's, I would say, the biggest challenge. And I see that there is a shift, I would say, from, from the hard facts to the soft factors, which doesn't mean that we have to neglect, I would say, all the financial aspects uh, and, and all the hard facts. But, uh, well, my experience is a financial and a legal merger is done in a relatively short period of time. The other part of the merger, the organizational one, the cultural one, I mean, it takes years.
0: Interesting one. It it takes years to change the mind, but when you are in charge of the integration, do you recommend people to really push as fast as possible because it's one of these challenges that executives have on, we have to be polite, we can't rush them, we have to watch out so Mm -hmm. that we don't lose them. And if you're not fast enough, people disconnect and never on board. So how do you find the right balance between fast enough and not too fast?
1: Well, uh, I think you, you have phrased it absolutely correctly. You have to find the balance. So if you are too fast, Let me take another uh, uh, picture. So we have a train, and all of a sudden, the locomotive is, I would say, on high speed, but the wagons maybe you have lost them uh, already. However, the ultimate goal is that the entire company, meaning not only the top management, but also the, the entire company with all employees, meaning the entire composition of the train, arrives at the next station. So what I experienced is, what uh, I would say especially the employees don't like in those uh, m transactions is if the face of uncertainty takes too long. Huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, there is absolutely no chance. I'm not a believer that you can say, and from now on, this is the new culture, and uh, we will now live according to this culture. I mean, culture is something that has to be developed. Nevertheless, what you have to do is when we talk about the, the legal merger... Well, try to reduce the uncertainty as fast as possible to a minimum level. For instance, two companies are merging and, uh, well, tell the people immediately or as soon as possible who's going to be the new management board, who are going to be the operating directors, who are going to be the directors and maybe even uh, the department heads. So give them a clear guidance in terms of, well, who's going to be who in the new organization, why this uh, transaction is necessary, and what's in for everyone who will, I would say, continue in in the new organization. And I would say that's a kind of trade-off that if you balance it well, it can work out, uh, I would say, good for everyone.
0: You mentioned in in the preparation for for senior executives who will have to do probably the best school is learning by doing okay but how can you prepare what are the the real points of focus that when you say okay you prepare as an executive or you are in a board and you want to prepare your executives to a mission or you as an executive want to prepare your, your management what would be the the two three things where you would say that's really where you have to watch out
1: Well, first of all, I think there are three components, I would say, in every M&A transaction. And it's not because of my German origin that uh, the first one is you have to have a plan. I'm a true believer that you have to have a plan. So you have to know where your company currently is. You have to know where you see your company in the mid-long-term future. And you have to provide yourself and, I would say, all stakeholders with the answer how to get from a point A to a desired point uh, B. And with this respect, you have to ask yourself, is the M&A, the potential transaction, something that helps me to get successfully, efficiently from the current position A to a desired position B? Yeah? So this is, I would say, one aspect of the plan. The second aspect uh, of the plan is related to the execution of the transaction as such to run the M&A deal. So you also have to have a plan. Well, okay, it makes sense to run the M&A transaction. How are we going to do that one? Uh, so a smart execution, well, uh, it is based on a, on a smart planning, which means you have to ask yourself, do I have a strong team that is capable to run this exercise? You have to set the right priorities. Yeah, I mean, in an M&A deal, there are so many aspects, well, that you have to deal with in parallel. So you also have to set uh, your, your priorities. And hopefully, you will define the potential lethal topics and you will focus first on them. As I said already, finance and the legal aspects, they are important, but maybe a little bit, a little bit overrated. So don't forget those technical and especially the the human aspects uh, of those uh, transactions. And then, last but not least, in terms of the preparation, think about how to measure the progress of the transaction and the success of the the transaction. And there, again, you have three layers. The one is, how is the strategic performance? So does this transaction deliver, I would say, the strategic uh, results that we expected, for instance, in terms of uh, market share, branding, financial uh, impacts uh, whatsoever. The second layer is on the operational side. Are things getting uh, more efficient because of the merger? Is there a know-how exchange and so on? And the third layer is you also have to measure the change because every M&A brings change and you, you really have to follow up how the change is happening and whether the organization is still with you. So are they following the, the transaction? Are they living up to the new standards? Do they understand what they have to do? Now, Is each and every employee aware what his and or her contribution to this, I would say, new organization is. So this is uh, one thing, and I would say this kind of uh, preparation, that's essential, especially for the top management. And you said, well, try and error. Well, that's one approach, but it might be a very expensive uh, approach. So what I recommend is a proper analysis, uh, and then taking a, a decision and a smart execution so doing it kind of by the book, well, is a good alternative, I would say, to try and error. And uh, when we look into the, well, history of uh, big M&A transactions, well, there is a third factor that, uh, well, comes on the scene. And, uh, well, this is self-control, especially if you look at top managements. I was sometimes really wondering, why some transactions, M&A transactions, uh, take place. I mean, at the very end, I was for decades working in finance. I mean, an Excel sheet at the very end will tell you what you want to hear. So self-control, self-control of the top managers is also important because besides, I would say, the analytical approach, besides the thing in terms of trial and error, there is also the third I would say motivation of, uh, well, willingness to take risks because look, I'm a new manager and I simply have to prove why I am the new guy and I have to distinguish myself from my predecessor. So let's make a big transaction. So the company will double its revenues, its profits, and so on. And the bigger the company is, the more important uh, I am and uh, well, we can see in the history of some M&A transactions that I would say this willingness to take risks on the top management level was one of the key drivers to run the transaction. Yeah. And in some cases, by the way, well, it turned out to be a good decision. But in, in some cases, uh, it was a complete disaster. And billions and billions of uh, euros, dollars whatsoever have been burned. So that's that's really important for me. And uh, well, last but not least, and now we come a little bit to a, well, very important uh, aspect of M&A transactions, which is the communication. So when executives, senior executives prepare themselves for the transaction as such, they should really focus on the communication. So what is communicated, by whom, when, in which form? Yeah. So the worst thing that can happen is that you send a mail to all employees. Uh, the employees, uh, well, uh, in a couple of days, uh, this company will disappear and uh, a new legal entity will be established. Uh, I think you, you all understand. And, uh, well, we wish, I wish you all of, of luck and success. I mean, that's not the way how you should communicate. And I'm now a little bit exaggerating. Nevertheless, well, I, I have seen kind of communication like, like this, and that's not good. So, preparing uh, for the transaction, it's not only that you have, well, the financial part covered, uh, that you have your loans and your equity prepared uh, to take over, I would say, the other company. It's really to, to take all the, the aspects uh, into account. And uh, yeah, don't forget, let's not forget our, our employees in both companies or even in three companies depends on on, I would say the size of the merger um, that uh, that they are really onboarded.
0: You mentioned at the beginning that somebody needs to be able to pull the brake or stand up, say that this is not going to the right direction. Would you see that as the role of external advisors or who within the company can find the risk to stand up because because it is not easy to stand up in a yeah. machine that's ongoing. People have involved already quite a lot of effort, money, resources in order to prepare for a transaction. And who can pull the brake? Or who, should, <laughs> who should do it? Or when should he do it?
1: So so first of all, I think uh, that the senior executives in general, and I would say the management board of the corresponding companies in particular, I mean, they should be in the lead. Yeah? So they should be the, the visible front runners. Having uh, said that, I mean, it's them who should also pull the brake. Now, once they have kicked off the process, and uh, for some keeping uh, reasons, it's not always easy to do that one. Now the question is, well, where can the correction come from? And you mentioned, for instance, external consultants. Well, in some of the transactions, well, I I was responsible for or or I participated in, uh, we used uh, consultants. And it very often turned out to to be, I would say, a good support. But it's not something that you can delegate. Um, So consultants are good support. But it's not that you can say, well, do the transaction for me. I mean, I'm a true believer uh, that the management board, the top executives of the companies who are involved, I mean, they, they have to be the visible frontrunners. What you can do, and uh, that was, I would say, a very interesting approach that the two companies that uh, contributed to, to this M&A transaction, they decided to create a so-called M&A office or an integration office. You know? And they nominated one management board member who kept, I would say, his line organization role as a CXO. But in parallel, he became uh, the CIO, the chief integration officer. You know? And, uh, well, on purpose, they said, well, if you see that something's going wrong with the merger, it's your responsibility, first of all, to inform, to pull the red flag, and if necessary, even uh, to pull the handbrake. So what I would really, really recommend is uh, that you have such a kind of instance, and whether it is your external consultants or you have a, a, a internal MA a team or integration team, it should have the authority at least to raise the red flag. And uh, well, depending then on, on the authorities that this team is provided with, it even might, uh, might uh, uh, stop the process at least for a certain period of time you know, until some things are resolved. And if not, well, I'm a true believer, if it's obvious that the transaction is going to be a failure, Better to stop it now uh, than I would say to die in, in the beauty of the transaction.
0: You mentioned the role and the the importance of communications, especially communications coming from from senior leadership. Mm-hmm. Can you give an example from what you have seen as successful? So, what is inspirational? From from what you have seen in throughout your career, or where you say that's really where. It was inspirational. A good example. A good example. We know many things that went wrong. But what we <laughs> want to share is, is something where you say, wow, this was really impressive.
1: Well, there is one thing. And uh, I mean, uh, coming back to, to your initial question, I mean, who or what, uh, well, is responsible that you are who you are? I mean, that was at least in my professional life, I would say a very important moment. So it was this uh, situation I already mentioned. So there have been two companies and uh, over decades, I would say the companies have been told that they are the biggest enemies the world has ever seen. Now, It was my role to tell the people, no, from uh, a certain point in in time, uh, we are all friends and uh, we are working uh, together. So in, in terms of the communication, It was interesting. So the top management, I mean, we were focused on on the typical things. What does it mean for the revenues? What does it mean for the profits? What does it mean for the market share? Uh, Where are the synergy potentials? And so on and so on. But uh, what we also did is uh, that uh, we kind of find to figure out, but uh, what bothers uh, the employees on the operational level? And there we figured out, uh, well, it's completely different kind of of aspects. So the question was, after the merger, well, will I keep my job? Who's going to be my new boss? Uh, What's going to be with my salary? Will it increase? Will it uh, decrease? And or uh, do I have to move to another uh, location? And the fifth aspect, and that's really not a joke, on number five, what we figured out is people were concerned whether the plant they have in the office for the last uh, 10 years, whether they can take it to the new office once they have to move. Now, once you are thinking about billions and billions of uh, synergy effects, all of a sudden you are confronted uh, with, with the issue of uh, moving a plant from one office uh, to the other one. At the very end, uh, do not underestimate the, the latter aspect of the plan because, uh, well, if you allow that one and you make those people happy, the probability that the entire merger, that they are following you, is rather high. Now, And then you can come up uh, with lots of logical uh, explanations and even hard facts why this uh, transaction, why this merger between former enemies uh, makes sense. However, what makes us tick as human beings? Is it facts or is it emotions? And I think the, the answer is a pretty obvious one. So in this particular situation, it was really, really important to find, to tackle the emotions of all those people in both companies. And uh, well, I was lucky enough, I was running this, this, this transaction and uh, well, the lady who was responsible for the internal communication uh, she came up with a bright idea. She said, "You know, let's make an event where we invite all the employees from all the from both companies, and let's do something together." And this is exactly what we did. Huh? So we invited uh, thousands of employees to a big football stadium. Huh? And uh, well, what happened then is we invited some famous uh, radio DJs and uh, television presenters. And, uh, well, we, we did some, we, we really had some fun over two three hours. Yeah? What we did not uh, tell the employees is that whatever we did, it was recorded. Yeah? And after those two or three hours, we said, look, colleagues. And there also have been speeches from the CEO of the company. I gave a speech as the integration officer and so on and so on. I mean, everything was fine. And at the very end, we told the people, look, guys, thousands of you, we are now in the big stadium. You have no idea who the person besides above, below you is, whether it is from company A or from company B, but at the end, it doesn't matter. You have seen, we had we had lots of fun. And by the way, uh, colleagues, without uh, knowing who is besides you, we did something great. Now, we have produced something jointly. Former enemies did something jointly. What did we do? we did an advertising spot on television so we ended up uh, with with this entire thing in the stadium at 5 p.m and we said look now we are going uh, to a next place we will have a party all night long but at seven thirty 30 uh, or at seven twenty eight p.m switch on the television and just before the main news from now on every evening for the next 30 days you will see yourself, a spot that we have created out of uh, those tapings on television. And you could see immediately the reaction. Everyone was picking up its telephone, calling friends, families, whatsoever. Hey, watch watch television. I'm going to be on television and so on. But the key message was, look, guys, not knowing who you are, friend and or enemy, uh, we did something uh, together. And that was this, I would say, ice-breaking moment where we said, look, we tackled the emotions of those people. And uh, well, it, it was an icebreaker. It was by far not enough, I would say, to get along with all those, I would say, pictures of uh, enemies that have been created over the last uh, decades. But it was really, really, I would say, the turning point. And from, from that point on, uh, things started to to get better. So it's Therefore, I'm a true believer, I would say, in, in communication. And when we talk about communication, yes, we talk about content, but we also have to tackle, I would say, the emotions uh, of, of the audience. Yeah? And if we don't, I would say, tackle their emotions, if we don't reach their hearts, it's going to be very, very tough to change the organization and to change the mindset and to change the spirit uh, especially of the new company
0: you were thinking about the mindset and and the energy that you have to to put into people to keep them on board in general, some principles. what is a good remuneration policy for your senior executives in m a? <laughs> what are the elements on which you can focus so it's not about any precise money but but What are the things where you say for those aspects you can make a package or it makes sense to do a package Mm -hmm. or what do you do to retain talent with an organization? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, let's distinguish a little bit. So first, let's take the integration team or I would say the people who are running uh, in terms of planning and and overseeing the merger uh, because they are taking the the, the biggest uh, burden. Well, what, what is going to happen with those people after the the, the, the integration? And uh, what I've seen so far is that those people who are actively engaged in, 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 in the transaction, they should be the visible winners, I would say, of the entire deal. And uh, when we talk about the winners, I mean, look, salary is usually a secret, no? And uh, we can talk about a, a good bonus. We can define criteria when we define the merger to be a success. Nah? So if it's done on time without any legal disputes whatsoever. Nevertheless, having a nice financial package, that's okay. But uh, when we think about what makes people, us, tick at work, it's not only money. Nah? There are many other things. And uh, well, there is no rule, but you should know or I would say the shareholders should know what makes those people tick, what is important uh, for for them. And then you have to, it sounds a little bit mechanical, but I don't mean it in a negative way, but in a positive way, you have to press the right buttons. So for someone, uh, the promotion, the visible promotion is an important thing. Well, then uh, open up the opportunity uh, for these uh, people to be promoted and uh, make lots of noise uh, around around that moment. Now, This is really, really important. So you have to know what makes people tick at work. And what I just mentioned now for the integration team, I mean, this is also true, I would say, for the rest of the, of the organization. Now, I don't believe in sole financial packages. Lots of things can be resolved with money, but uh, there are lots of things. First of all, they are cheaper on the one hand side. And uh, what is even more important, they are much more effective and much more uh, efficient. Yeah? So you have to know uh, what makes your people uh, ticket and work and then uh, to make the corresponding uh, offerings. Yeah? And uh, again, one size doesn't fit all. So it's Kind of individual, or what you can do is you can make various clusters. So you can say, well, these are people you can uh, motivate with money. These are people you can motivate uh, with uh, kind of winners of the deal. They got uh, promoted. Others uh, get a new interesting job uh, they ever dreamed about, uh, always dreamed about getting out of finance and now can work in, I don't know, in another domain. So it's these kind of uh, 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 things. you know if
0: i summarize our our conversation i see on one point your starting point basically where you say no and 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 think of what you want to achieve yeah think first and then no then secondly i would say you have mentioned and very clearly outlined it probably also from both your professional hands-on experience and the academic experience that you do need to have your technical aspects, your due diligence, your financial aspects, your legal aspects. And at the same time, this needs to be complemented by your right brain and you need to include the emotional, cultural value aspect within the integration and definitely throughout the process. Indeed. And probably coming back to the very beginning where you said you need to know or you need to be sitting in the driver's seat, right? Absolutely. I think from the experience we have or what we have seen is M&A leadership needs a driver or a yeah. team driving it in, in order to get out. If you had one last piece of advice for our auditors, what would be your very last piece of advice?
1: Well, it's, it's one of my, I would say life mottos, and it's uh, very simple. Never give up for a good thing. So, in terms of M&A transactions, if you are a true believer that this is the right thing, never give up. Uh, well, fight for it. Invest yourself. And, uh, well, once people see that uh, you are a true believer in that one, I, I don't like always the, this buzzword of uh, be authentic. But, I mean, to a certain extent, yes, it's authenticity. So, uh, if people see that you are a true believer, be uh, the role model and you will see uh, that uh, people will follow you.
0: Dino, this was wonderful. Thank you very much for taking the time, sharing your thoughts, your ideas, your experience. Thank you for joining Diplomacy today. Hope to see you very soon.
1: Thank you very much. It was my pleasure.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Diplomacy. Please explore our website www.corporate-diplomat.com or our LinkedIn page. I hope you have enjoyed. Feel free to subscribe and hit the follow button. Have a great day.